0: Truly an honor to have the chief rabbi of Sweden with us, but that's not the real story. The real story is is that he got his start here, uh, very much similar to uh, where many of you guys are, and I think he's an example of what, show, what you can uh, accomplish when you know what you're trying to accomplish and you work very, very, very hard. Um, and don't think that there's any silver bullet or a pill. I, this question gets asked too often, how we can succeed very quickly and how long does it take. Well, if you read the bio, you realize it takes a long time. Um, a lot of learning, a lot of work, uh, a lot of devotion, a lot of siyatad Dishmaya, and it's a great honor to have uh, Rabbi Amster uh, share a few words with us. the Chorda of called Shlita, Rabbonim Shlita, and called all of the Talmidim. Uh, it's a tremendous honor to be able to stand here and look at my seat right there. Hi, that's a good seat. I learned a lot there. I hope you feel how my toil in Torah from there. I hope so. And I'd like to just introduce myself first. Like Rabbi Kalinske said, my name is Matthias Amster, I came here, I don't know exactly when, it was a while ago now, but it started here. And I'll start by admitting something. When I came here, I thought, yeah, I don't know so little, I know how to read Hebrew pretty well, I speak some Hebrew, Hebrew, I even speak, not my Yiddish is pretty good, so I felt like I have some sheiches. I came here, and I had to realize right away, okay, (laughs) we have to start from the very beginning, from the very, very beginning. And I did. And it took me a good year to even get to a place where I felt, okay, now I could start moving. So I don't know what everyone is holding here, but at least I want to share that. A good year of not understanding what I was doing and how I was able to come to a place where I could learn by myself. Okay, I'm not saying I can now, but you will tell afterwards. Anyhow, I wanted to share just a quick thought that I had, actually five o'clock this morning when I woke up from my baby. Uh, we have four kids. I'm married to my wife, Esther. She comes from Lakewood of all places. Rabbi Hirschfeld does still not understand how that happened. But <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi Hirschfeld was in the Kedushan, Hashem, and it was a beautiful wedding. I want, I want to share one thought. And I want to combine a Meshech Chochma that I really, really love with this week's Parsha and see where we'll end up. So, if we go back and we're going to speak about Moshe Rabbeinu. So if we go back, right before Klal Yisrael, we're going to go into the Yamsuf. Hashem says to Moshe, Why are you sort of screaming out to me? Why are you davening to me right now? Say to, Yisruel, say to the Jewish people, just go on. If we just go to the next page, it says like this. And the malach alukim, malach, as you know, could be a messenger or an angel. I'll come back to that. Malach alukim holak machane. That was walking in front of the machane. me And he took himself and he put himself behind the machane. The Meshechok must say here, malach Zumoshe. And he proves this, I think, from Yeshayahu. So you can call him Malach, could be a Novi and so on and so forth. So he calls Malach Zumoshe. And then he says something that just struck me. He says like this, Up until now, Claudius Yisroon had followed Moshe Kitsoin Achereya Roya, like sheep after the shepherd. When Moshe said, jump, we asked how high. They followed him. Here, Moshe showed where a real leader is. He realized, this is not me. Claudius will have to take this leap of faith. They have to be the one that leads now. They have to be the one that sort of go into the water first. So he removed himself and put himself behind the machane for Claudius Ruel to lead. If we fast forward to this week's parsha, you should know we have the chet eagle. eigel azov. I always saw it as the Jewish people not being able to know what to do without Moshe Rabbeinu as an imtzai, as a mediator, as someone that we could ask what is going on. Could you tell us what's going on right now so we, the Jewish people, know how we're going to act. When Moshe Rabbeinu was up in Har Sinai and did not come back, we panicked. Maybe, if we would have listened to, her, to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu who is the one that's going to teach us almost everything. If we were to listen to him by Kriyas Yamsov, that sometimes he cannot lead us, where we have to be the ones that lead, maybe we would not have that fatal decision to make like an If you jump, if I could find it, Lamet Gimel. Thine. It says like this: After the chayt eigel, oil, and Moshe made an oil, and he placed it mikhutz outside of the machane, far away from the machane, oil And he called this oil moed. It's not the oil moed we we'll talk about later, the different oil moed. and everyone who was mevarkesh Hashem went out, to the oil mud that was outside of the machana. Rashi says that this was a base vad for mevakshe Hashem, for mevakshe toira. It was a base madrash. The Targum says it was a base ulpana. It's a base madrash. Maybe, maybe, one could say that when Moshe Rabbein understood by being hacking, by, by having a base medrash there, is understood that he has to again lead. He has to again show Klaviyastru what he need to do in order to have sort of an antidote for the Yitzhakara. The Chet Egel maybe was the Yitzhakara's biggest accomplishment so far, if not in the history of the world. So if Moish <clears throat> Rabbeinu had a base medrash, maybe one could connect it to the Gemara in Brachus and am da fay amot alaf it's a good gemara to know it says like this amre levi barcha ma amre shimon ben lakish so the the levi barcha ma amre shimon ben lakish lo'im Yagis adam yitze tov al yitzra ro a man should always ragis roges means anger I always make a joke when I'm in Sweden that there's one word, nebuch, that every Jew in Sweden knows in Yiddish, and that's broiges. It's a sad word to know. Broiges means that you're angry at each other. Unfortunately, there's something that a lot of Yiddins can relate to. You have broiges with someone. It comes from Belroges. That you have anger? So here it seems to be saying you should agitate. You should make your yente toiv angry and agitate it. So it has Shlita <coughs> over Yetzirah. Rashi says it's a milchama; It's going to fight a war against Yitzhara. Shenemer Rigzo Ve'al Te'chateu You should tremble and not sin. And here it comes. Im <speaking> nitzachu <in Hebrew> If you succeeded great. Ve'im <speaking> love <in Hebrew> if not Yasok <speaking> ve'toyre <in Hebrew> should toil in Torah. Maybe one could suggest that that's what Moshe Rabbeinu told us. If the Sahara comes and we don't know what to do, you should be toiling in Torah. I see your behavior is... Uh, oh. I'm sorry. Again, it was 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But in all seriousness, to be oisek be Torah is without a doubt, the antidote to the Yitzhak It doesn't only give you energy, it sort of gives you the koach, the power that when you find yourself in a difficult situation, to actually live up to it. And even tell you Yitzhar Hora, you know what? I don't have to listen. If I go now, to where I find myself to be living. I live in Stockholm, Sweden. If there ever was a midbar, I would suggest that's it, even though it's very far up north. (laughs) We have, listen, it's not so few yidden In the city itself, I would suggest it's at least 10,000. In the community, there's 4,000. Rabbi Kalinsky said, I'm the chief rabbi. Yeah, I I guess, yes and no. I'll tell you why. We have a Einites Gemeinde. If anyone knows what that means, it means they have a joint Kehillah. Entire community caters for everyone, which means that I have uh, what's, the so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. My native, my native, my, native, my native language is Swedish. If you didn't catch it, I have an accent. Uh, someone that my, my colleague, she's a conservative rabbi. That's the reality of this community. But I have two orthodox shoes that I'm the rabbi. of, and I might also become soon. We'll see more places in Sweden, but there. Torah does something and you see it to people. I'll give an example that I'm very, very proud of. We started having a base medrash the first Sunday of every month. The first shogi we learned was (laughs) Hababi Machtereth. Why? Because it was Parshas Mishpatim. That's when we started it. Twelve people came and I took very much the tools that you learn here at Chapelles. And I said, I'm going to give you some words. Everything else you have to figure out what the mission is talking about. And he had people, one, the oldest I think was 76, and the youngest was 17. They I happened to be learning Bichavrusha, which was mm-hmm. interesting. But they were really, really, really trying to get it. And eventually I gave Shir, heavily influenced by what I learned here, because I learned the Sugya here. It's one of my favorite subjects to learn. But we had a base in Stockholm. And I always try to tell them, I have three more minutes, is <laughs> <laughs> that this Gemara, it's very true. It sets the standard for whatever you want to do in your life. If you let Torah, like you do here in Yeshivas Dorchenayam, if you let that be sort of what guides you, and, we, and, and you let that be who you are, at least you have some sort of a guiding light. I want to stop by quoting Rav Samson Rifal Hirsch, who was a rabbi who lived in Frankfurt am Main in the late 1800s. He said, we always had, I guess, a hava mina of thinking you are going to open a chumash and understand Hashem. He said, that's as wrong as you could get. You open the chumash to understand yourself. That's what the chumash is. The kumash the explains what it is to be a human. I take that with me wherever I am, whatever I do, and there's a lot of things I do. I'm not sure if... Am I allowed to take questions? Does anyone have... Nope, no, no that question. Okay, That's fine. So then I've just... Circulate afterwards. Very good. I'll stay here. I just want to... Th- thank you, Robert Kalinsky. So then I'm... <laughs> I'm early. I've never been early in my life. And... Um, I just want to finish by saying the words of introduction that Rabbi Kalinski said very much moved me. And it's true. Like, I'm not saying I've accomplished so much, but it's a tremendous honor to call yourself a rabbi. I'm from Stockholm. And I work every single day with people who I have tremendous achrayas towards. And when we moved there, we moved there, like in the middle of the, what's it called? The, um, the pandemic. And the first thing I did was more or less to have Levias. In one week, I had seven Levias. The next week, I had five. It was terrible. But since then, I had a couple of Hassanahs, and I'm just going to tell you about my last Hassanah I had, which is very cool. I have people who convert, even from Sweden, and I give a Gior course. On that course was someone who comes from Brazil. She comes from Yidden way back. And someone who comes from Sweden, like, A Viking. (laughs) 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 Not not like me. (laughs) She converted a year before him. They called me up and asked if they could date. And I said, not a chance. You haven't converted. Uh A year later, he's done. They call me up again. And I say, sure, we have to listen to my advice. After one day he calls me, I think we have to get married. <laughs> <laughs> we had the khasana three weeks ago, and it was a fantastic khasana. The whole community, not the whole, but a big part of the community came together, and we had two people that met in my your course. What I'm trying to get to, you never know what you're going to find yourself doing. I never thought I would stand here and look at Rabbi Kalinsky and Rabbi Hirschfeld and all the rabbanim Shlita and the Talmudim. I see myself as someone who sits there, and I very much envy you, and I wish that I could come back to learn. (laughs) Even though I have a tremendously fun job that I find to be very important, I miss learning every single day. And I want you to know that. I miss it every single day. Every single day. That's it.